Welcome to the Sunway Podcast, a show dedicated to bringing actionable ideas to Sundeck professionals. I'm here with my co-host Deidre Dan and Don Snyder, president of Sundeck at the 2023 convention in Fort Worth, Texas. Don, several podcast guests have talked about the value of knowing what goes on at the job as a huge benefit. Can you elaborate a little bit about that? Sure. Um, we've got salespeople throughout the country that are, that do, but we never got in the bucket, what we call you start in the bucket. I will tell you that the ones that have been in the bucket that have learned from being a crew leader, field supervisor, they seem to have a better knowledge of the, what's going on on the project. So we've noticed that some of their job profits are better. Not that the other ones are, but the main thing I, I stress and when Deidre and I talk a lot about sales school is that sales school is fine, but product knowledge is more important first. And one of the things that when we bring people on, we make sure they go through all of our systems and uh, we make sure they, you know, listen to all the academy stuff. And yeah, it's, it's boring maybe to them, but they, once they start listening to it, then they, we ask them questions about it. And then we put them out in the field and stuff. But that, again, I mean, the, I think that the ones that we call it in a bucket started out that way. They just seem to have a better knowledge of what's going on. Cause we can teach people how to do the sales skills, you know, but there's a, uh, We've got some really good salesmen out here that never were in the bucket, but they took the time to go in there and figure out what's concrete knowledge and what our systems are and how you present it to the customer. And how, how did they do that? If they weren't on an install crew, they out watching, asking? Right. Yeah, we'll put them on. We, sometimes we put them on a crew and you, you shadow a crew for a couple of weeks and you go with that crew and they, you ask questions about what's going on and uh, the general managers and stuff will schedule them to go out there and be part of the, the installation side, so they see it from that side of the business. Okay. If you had to call out the winning traits of successful salespeople, what it, do you see any common traits? I would say those that communicate well, they listen to the customers, they learn what's called needs satisfaction selling, where you're selling what the customer needs versus what you need or you want. Yeah, that's, I mean, we've got different personalities all across the, the enterprise. But main thing is being punctual, showing up, following up. We get told a lot of times on customer service tells me that I'm just happy somebody showed up. Petters didn't show up. So being on time, communicating up front, following up with the customer, it makes your job a lot easier. You just kind of hit on it, but have you seen a big variance in the personalities that can succeed in selling in Sundeck? Well, we got a bunch of personalities across the <laughs> building. So it's like, I think everybody's got their own personality, but yeah. I'm not going to say that one's better than the other one. Uh, but I think that, you know, it goes back to somebody that can communicate with a customer. That personality is something I think you have to have. And so if you're, Able to do that, communicate well with them, stay in touch. Like Doug talked about this morning, 24-hour rule. Mm -hmm. Those go a long way with your customers because we spend a lot of money and time on getting you out there to get that lead and get you out there. And we've have, we want to follow up with it and make sure you're doing the right thing. Move on over to management, which uh, 
many in the audience are owners of the company. When in your career did you start realizing that you needed to lean on others, your team, if you're going to get anywhere? Probably too long ago. <laughs> I took too long to do it. I wasn't a good delegator for a long time. And once I learned to delegate, I found that when I wanted to grow or scale, I couldn't do it all myself. So I had to, to lean on other people and hire the right people and make sure that they were accountable to that. And, but yeah, we just lean on other people and delegate. She's been with me a long time. She knows I, it's not that long ago I wasn't still delegating very well as much as I should have. Now I'm getting really good. My brother said the only thing that gets, you know, I get tired because my finger gets hurt by point all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your outgoing box is a little bit bigger than your incoming box. Um, what would you tell your 25-year-old self about business if you had the chance? My 25-year-old self, I was just about to go down to Austin. So cost, know your cost. I, I thought you could outsell your cost. And I tried that many times, but because we, you know, we could sell it all day long, but, you know, looking at all your material costs that are better, your labor, you know, just the deficiencies and stuff. But yeah, my 25 year old self, that's, that's a blur for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. I started when I was 10. <laughs> now, Don, talk about a, another level of from the bucket. You actually owned and ran a dealership. How has that served you in your current job? I loved it. I mean, I had a great time. You know, I, I loved what I did at All Texas Decks. I uh, got an opportunity to go down to Austin and, you know, start that dealership up. And, you know, we grew it. And then Mr. Rick came on and we had a good run there. Built it up to, a, you know, the growth of that was, it had its struggles too, but the scaling was something that we had to really learn because, you know, there was just a lot. I got my, I probably got myself in trouble by trying to do a lot too much. Gotcha. Now, now fast forward to today. And, uh, what do you see as your main job right now? Doug says I just finger point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to, as, as leader, coach people, we have this mid-level management group in our office now, and I'm trying to lift them up and elevate them so they can be better managers and better leaders in the company. Uh, taking the obstacles out of their way, be accountable, mm -hmm. you know, lead by example, that would open door policy. What is something that you've changed your mind on over the last five or 10 years that uh, a switch flipped for you? Oh, I, yeah, I'm gonna go back to this one, it's profitability. I, I'm gotten to a point, I'm almost a Nazi on that. You know, I just, I look at bottom line first and I work my way up. You know, if it's not right, I, I think we've been all doing this too long. We don't have to practice anymore. And we don't have to go out there and, and lead it, learn it and tell people no. You know, we, did, we can't do that job. Now, Jason and I were just talking about one this morning. I mean, yesterday that we just don't walk away from it. You know, it's just not, it's not right for us or the customer. We're not going to be, they're not going to be happy at the end. So you have to learn to walk away sometime. So that would be a big thing is, is, uh, saying no leading to more profitability. Yes. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. On the family business side, how, how many are in a part of a family on the business? <laughs> Quite a few <laughs> is, uh, you and Lori Landon 
and your brother. How do you guys all keep the peace? A lot of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lori and I have worked together for 36 years now, 33 years. Um, We've learned that you got to shut it off. She really doesn't work for me, I say. You know, so it's not like she's my my direct reporter. She nearly never has been. Back when we were in Austin, I had to, I fired her a couple of times because I begged her back too. Uh, like that day. In, in the meetings we have, I realize fully that uh, she doesn't work for you. No, she doesn't. <laughs> my brother and I, and even Marshall also is uh, different strengths and weaknesses and we stay in our lanes and we work at our strengths and we don't focus on the weaknesses because you know, we can pick that stuff up. Yeah. And my son sitting right here, I I don't, I could tell a lot of stories about him coming on board, but uh, remember the one you told me that uh, when he graduated from college that four years ago I was really dumb and then I got awful smart? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when he wanted to come back to work for, come to work for us, I, he graduated from concrete industry management. I assumed all through me writing those checks to Texas State that I was gonna, he was going to come back to work for me. And he was standing there, and I'm going to tell about Zach Wheeler too, but they, uh, they had this tradition down at Texas State when they graduated, they jumped in the river. And he gets out, and he's standing there, and I'm saying, I'll see you later. He'll be at work Monday morning, right? He goes, let's talk about that. He goes, I don't want to go to work because of my last name. I want to go out in the industry and I want to test the market and see what I can do. And Zach's standing over the side. He goes, Mr. Schneider, I'm looking for a job. <laughs> <laughs> and we hired him. <laughs> but uh, he kind of, he works with Craig. Lynn and I talk a lot about just, you know, sales skills and stuff like that sometimes. But when it comes down to, you know, certain things that he knows not to cross that line. He goes to Craig or Doug on it. So we all know that Sundeck experienced a lot of growth, especially over the last couple of years and during the COVID years. But how have you remained balanced and stayed sane? How do you relax? Goes back to the liquor again. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, it's been a frenzy the last couple of years. And we, I think everybody in this room and all of us have all noticed that it's, you know, the pandemic had, a lot of bad stuff, but how we stayed essential, I never figured that out and how we were able to still work and do the things we did and the sales we got were just incredible. I mean, everybody in this room could probably tell you that it was just a matter of going out to a customer's house and showing up and please give me a proposal and I'll sign right here. And when can you start? And we had backlogs of what, 13, 14 weeks. It was a frenzy. So I live in my backyard. I have a nice pool. I built an outdoor kitchen, and I've got a bunch of barbecue grills out there. How many barbecue grills do you have? Uh, who's how? <laughs> Four. Yeah, but I've. Uh, I enjoy that. I get a eighty-inch TV out there, bar and stuff, and so we, me and Lori, sit out there in front of what's that? We'll give out his address later. <laughs> yeah, come on over. No, but it's a. Uh, that's where we kind of just hang out. We turn Sunday off, and that's my weekends usually. I used to do a lot of hunting and fishing, and I've just gotten to where I don't do that anymore. But I still like to fish, but not as much as I don't hunt very much at all. 
What one question on barbecue, uh, Matt, our web developer was, is going to visit his brother after, after here in New Braunfels. And you gave him like a, a list of barbecue places to go to six of them. Yeah. I know every one of them. Yeah. I can take you everyone. Yeah. For sure. Austin or down in San Antonio or, you know, east of there towards, uh, what's that? Gorilla Grange. Lockhart. Yeah. Lockhart. Yeah. Don, if you weren't doing this, what do you think you might've done? I have never thought of that, Jim, because I've done this for, you know, as soon as I got out of college, this is what I did. I thought I was going to be, well, when I went to college at Vincennes, I was in construction management. My goal was to be an architect. Well, back in the eighties, early eighties, there was a recession and that industry was dropping off like crazy. So a buddy of mine from college said, Hey, we were both carpenters, we did some carpentry work and you know, I, I enjoyed that when I was in high school and some college, but let's go down to Texas. They're building apartment complex like crazy. And by the way, they got this country western bar. It's about a football field long called Millie Bob's. Well, we got the trucks and went. I borrowed about a thousand bucks from my dad, and he thought I'd be back in a few weeks. I never went back. Started working for all Texas decks and it grew like crazy. I was at the right time. I always tell people that I was in the right place at the right time where the storm hit and I was right by part of it. And I was able to, you know, build off of that. So the opportunities I was given were very grateful. Okay. That's great. Don, for the people in the room here, how would you, uh, one exercise I like to do, uh, is like call like, how, how will it be better in the next several years that then I work backwards. So what do I got to do to get there? But for the contractors in the network, what do they need to, what, what are you, what's the overall picture that they need to do to have a, a bustling business in the next few years? And many do already. I realize. Stay focused on your costs, your, uh, bottom line, laser focused. Because again, we, we've all been doing this quite a long time and it doesn't need to be practice anymore. And we, you know, it's okay to make a profit in this world, especially in Texas it is. For sure. And people want the work and contractors are not known in, in general for being on the spot. Right. So if you are, you benefit, right? I think we do such a good job with our marketing, with our, our trucks, our business cards, our the pre-appointment stuff that we set up for the sales reps the post stuff that's being done. I never had any of that when I was a salesperson. I mean, I, you did it all yourself. So it's been, uh, I think technology and that's helped us and that's helped uh, the whole entire enterprise grow from it too. Now with the contractor network, you know, as I, I listened to Doug this morning, which was an amazing talk, by the way, is, uh, there's so many things there's so, I mean, there's so many categories of things that need to be done. You got your marketing, you have your, your crews, you have your hiring, you have your firing, you have your reviews, which is a whole, whole deal nowadays. How does, how do people manage that swirling thing? I, I notice that's difficult for many contractors, not in your network necessarily, just overall. How, how do they do that? It's so many moving parts. You got to prioritize at some point in your day, you know? And so I've always been a ABC guy right down my 
most important things I got to do that day. And I'd make sure I get those done. Bees, I tried to seize it. It could follow up the next day. But um, I think it's just a matter of just staying focused. Peter? I'm, I don't have anything. What else. didn't we ask you that we should have? Oh, I left that one. Um, I think we're good. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate it. You bet. Thank you. Yeah. So just a reminder, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, the podcast, if you have, if you got that on your phone now or whatever, it's like, uh, remember, you're looking for one or two nuggets in, in a 20 minute drive. It's a good investment. And uh, I, I've got so many amazing nuggets. I just wanted to share one. Uh, Ross, he got into a thing on sales of where when he goes to the house, uh, in his nice way, he just gets down to it on, in the essence of it is, why did you call me? Why did you call me? And if you can ask that question in the right way and the, you're chatting with him and they give you that answer, there's your doorway to satisfy and, and sign up the customer, right? It was like, that was just magic. Cause so, so many times we go so far down the road on sales when the real answer is, is just ask. It's like, what's, what's driving you to call right now? What, what's going on? And if, if you have a method to do that and they're answering, but I learned that. And then, uh, I, I've used that even outside, outside of selling. It's like, why, why are we talking? I mean, said nicely, of course. But you get that, uh, if you get that answer, you're on the way. So these are just nuggets that, uh, just a couple in an episode, or when you took the time to come out here, you get a few, a few nuggets you can take back and, and prioritize and put to use. It'd be great for your businesses. So thanks for listening to us. Thank you.